reaching a goal, accomplishing a goal, crossing out a goal, whatever way you want to look at it, I think we can all agree that it feels so good. But what takes place before you reach that goal is way more important. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Shine Like This Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Gomez. I hope everyone is having a great day. I can't believe we are already on episode number five. I want to thank everyone who's been tuning in. I appreciate the support. Right now, I am enjoying the beautiful view of El Puerto outside of my window. What I could see of it, of course. Sipping on a nice cup of coffee. It is Saturday, January the 14th, but by the time this airs, it will be Monday, January the 16th. Wow. I can't believe it's already halfway through the first month of 2023. I hope you guys are making progress with all of the goals that you've set for yourself this year. And for those of you that feel like you're falling a little bit behind, don't worry. There's no better time to start than right now. So stick around because today we're going to talk about your goals. We're going to talk about some stats and we're going to talk about some tips. So stick around. You don't want to miss this one. Earlier this week, I did a little bit of research on this topic. Uh, it was specific to New Year's goals uh, or New Year's resolutions. And I thought some of these stats are very interesting. So I want to share them with you. The survey was published by Forbes Health in December of 2022. So just a few weeks ago, actually. And the top five most common goals are number one, improved mental health at 45%. Number two, improved fitness at 39%. Number three, weight loss at 37%. Number four, improved diet at 33%. And number five, improved finances at 30%. This sounds pretty common, right? I don't think there's any surprise there. I'm sure that a lot of us have at least one of these in our goals for this year. I know I have uh, something to do with, I guess, weight loss and uh, you know improved health. Um, I'm trying this new thing called intermittent fasting. Uh, not really for the weight loss, but a lot of the other benefits that it comes with. So um, I don't know, maybe some of you have uh, improving your finances, uh, improving your mental health. Um, but yeah, those are the top five. A few others that stood out on that list were quitting smoking, which was at 14%, uh, learning a new skill at 12%, and making time for hobbies, which was at 11%. Those are some of the numbers and some of the top and most common uh, New Year's resolutions, new goals, very relatable. A lot of people that I've talked to about their goals, um, it seems like they have at least one or two of these on their list. So some other interesting numbers that I came across on this survey were the fact that Gen Z feels more pressured to set a New Year's resolution, a New Year's goal than any other generation. So for my Gen Z people out there, don't feel so pressured. Keep on setting your goals, though, and keep on listening to this podcast because I'm going to get a little bit into some of the tips that I think can help you. And maybe um, you could take a little bit from it and not feel so pressured by the end of this podcast. Another one that was out there is that men at 35% feel more pressured to set a New Year's resolution, a new goal, than women at 28%. But men are actually more confident at 86% than 79% of women in their ability to reach their goal. So it's not that far off. But yeah, that was just another one of those stats that I came across. 
Another one was that millennials are more likely to give up alcohol than Gen Z, which is 8% compared to 4%. And here's the one that stood out to me the most. Overall, 81% of respondents feel confident in their ability to reach their goals. 81%, remember that number, 81% of respondents feel confident in their ability to reach their goals. After at least one month, only 19% of those last. After three months, it goes down to 14%. And after six months, it goes down to 11%. So failing is so common. January 17th is looked as ditch New Year's resolution day. Another one was actually the second Friday of January, which was, you know, this past Friday called Quitters Day. But that's not going to be us. We are going to be in the percentile of people that succeed. And this is going to be your year, the year that you make the changes that you've been wanting to make for so long. I know you're going to have an incredible year. So I'm going to share some tips on how to how to stay on track. And the top three things that I want to talk about are planning, your habits and enjoying the process. If you have the opportunity to grab a pen and a paper, uh, your planner, anything like that, your journal, uh, so you can write some of these things down, go ahead. If you are driving or just can't do it at this moment, that is fine. Just make sure that you download this and you could save it and listen to it again later. Um, but yes, the first thing that you want to do is plan because telling yourself that you are going to start working out is just not enough. Telling yourself that you're going to start eating healthy, that is not enough. Let's make these things very practical. So in planning, step number one is to write down your goal. Now, I know a lot of people go about this differently. So think about whatever works for you. Some people draw up a vision board. Some people carry around a planner and some people have a journal. Um, They might have a journal for everything or they might have different journals for different topics and different things. But the point is that you want to write this down. And the second step in planning is you want to break this down into smaller goals. So whatever your goal is for this year, break it down into steps you can take within a month. Then you can break that down into steps you can take within that week and and ultimately get it down to how you can break that down for an individual day. So let's take one of the most common goals uh, that people set uh, at like weight loss, for example. Now, if you think about your overall goal, it could be a little bit overwhelming when you think about everything that's going to have to go into it, because this might involve exercising. It might involve changing your diet. So that's going to result into maybe having to research, uh, you know, a a specific diet if you don't know much about dieting and nutrition, which is going to change uh, the type of groceries that you're getting. It can get a bit overwhelming in the beginning, or if you go into it without, you know, really looking into these things and breaking it down, your chances are quitting are going to increase when you get stressed out about all of this. So so if your goal for the year is to lose weight, what you could do for that first month is take the time to research different diets and workout plans. And that's your goal for that month. So maybe the first two weeks of that month, you could just focus on researching new diets because there's a ton of them out there. Um, You could spend some time on Google and YouTube and you're going to just find tons of them. So just experiment with them, see which one works best for you, fits in your schedule. And then the next two weeks of the month, you could focus on finding a workout plan. There's tons of them out there as well. You can find them on Google. You can find them on YouTube. 
check if uh, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or, or advanced. Uh, that's going to be part of your research to see what is your body capable of doing at this moment. So those are the two things that you can focus on for that month. And like I said, I broke it down in what you can do in weeks. And I'm going to break it down in what you could do in a day. So, so within these individual days, now you break that down to even smaller goals, smaller tasks. You know, so for example, today is Monday. I'm going to read three different articles of, of different diets on Google today, or I'm going to watch three videos on YouTube of different diets. And that's how you could break it down to a day. When it's time to look at the workout plans, you could do the exact same thing. So three different articles on uh, workout plans, uh, or I'm going to watch three different videos on different workouts on YouTube. Everything that I just mentioned, you also want to be writing this down. Don't just write your goal for the year and then, you know, just forget about it. No, you want to stay consistent with the writing Um writing it down for the year, writing down what you're going to do for that month and writing it down, writing down what you're going to do for that week and writing down what you're going to do for the day. There's a lot of planners out there that already have this built in. I know the one that I have has at the beginning of the of the beginning of the planner, it actually has, you know, what my goals are for the year. It also has what my goals are for the month and it has, you know, weekly sections and then it even has, you know, individual sections for each day. Planning is very crucial. As they say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So don't forget to to do this step. This is this is what you want to do at the beginning of your goal. And the next thing I want to talk about is your habits. Habits are also a big deal. So every everything that I'm talking about right now, you can't just do one. I know I, I I was just preaching about how important it is to to write things down, but writing it down is also not enough. I know a lot of us are probably thinking, you know, well, I do write things down. I do I do have a planner. I do write my stuff in there. I do write my goals and my tasks, and I still find myself quitting. So. That's why your habits are so important because let's just say that you are writing this down. I, I went through a period where I was writing, I had a planner, I was writing everything down. Um, I was doing everything that I thought I was supposed to be doing, but I kept getting the same results. And that's because I had the exact same habits. So same habits means same results. Habits, you know, they are so hardwired in our brains uh, that they become an automatic thing. So in, in short, good habits help us reach our goals and bad habits make things harder for us or even prevent us from, you know, succeeding in our goals. And what I mean by this is that a lot of us think that just some people are just happen to be more motivated than, than us. And that's why they get things done, um, that they just have uh, more motivation than, than I do. But see, we all have motivation. We all have moments where we get sparks of motivation. We come up with a you know hundred of hundreds of ideas, which is cool because motivation is actually what sparks you to set your goals. But after that motivation fades, because it, it, it's, it's going to fade, there's going to be days where it's harder. Um, and believe it or not, that person that you might think has more motivation than you. I'm sure they're going they have days where they feel very unmotivated, very low energy, but what keeps them going is their habits. So let me give you an example. You get a spark of motivation, you know, it's the new year, you start writing down your goals, you start setting new goals, you know, so you write them down. That all came from your motivation. A habit you could make 
would be if you already wrote that down in your planner, a habit could be now you make it a habit to bring that planner with you everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, you bring your planner and that's going to trigger you to actually look at that planner because what good is it going to do you if you write these things down, but you never look at it. So creating the habit of carrying around wherever you have this thing, this goal written down, carrying it around with you. That's a good habit that you can form. So if you have been planning, you know, maybe every year, think about the habits that you have. Think about, you know, maybe, maybe writing it down wasn't the problem. You did step number one, but then from there, what did you do? Think about your habits. Think about where where is this piece of paper where you wrote down your goal? Is it tucked in a drawer somewhere? Is it somewhere where you can even see it? Um, do you carry it around with you? Because I truly believe that habits is what separates those that truly reach their goals and succeed, you know, compared to those that, that don't. I think good habits are a lot more dependable than motivation because they're going to sustain you whether you're motivated or not. So if you're working out every morning, the night before you're setting out all of your gym clothes already ready to go, ready for you to wake up and put it on, that's a good habit. You're setting yourself up for success. So in the morning, you're going to wake up. It becomes so automatic for you to just go to wherever you left that clothes, put it on, and you hit right to the gym. So remember, your motivation is going to spark some ideas, is going to spark some new goals, some new things that you want to take on. But after your motivation is gone, you're going to depend a lot more on your habits. I want to recommend this book that's helped me a lot with my habits. I think it's a great book. I've actually read it two times. The name of the book is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he pretty much goes through the way he explains everything is so easy and simple that um, I was reading it every single day. And I just started seeing all of my habits just change that I liked it so much that I went back and I read it again because I wanted to become so good at my habits. There's so many other things that I want to learn and I want to take on. But what good is it going to do me to learn more about investing, learn more about fitness, learn more about eating good if my habits are always going to remain the same? So I went back and I read the book again because I want to become a master of mastering my habits. So there you have it. Everyone, if you haven't checked out Atomic Habits by James Clear, go read that book. I highly recommend it. And if you already read it, go read it again. The more the merrier. And the last thing that I want to talk about, which is also very important, you have to enjoy the process. Don't just force yourself to go to the gym. Don't just force yourself to eat healthier and eat better. Reaching a goal, accomplishing a goal, crossing out a goal, whatever way you want to look at it, I think we can all agree that it feels so good. But what takes place before you reach that goal is way more important. We must all make sure that we're always enjoying that process because once you reach that goal, I mean, how long does that feeling really last? It can't last forever and it won't last forever. I'll give you an example. Chuck Noll four-time Super Bowl winner with the Pittsburgh Steelers would talk about how he would go through a month of depression after winning. Four-time Super Bowl winner. Just won the Super Bowl. And now he's going through a month of depression. And I'm not saying that happens to everyone. I'm not saying that once you reach your goal, now you're going to be depressed. That's not what I'm saying. But I think most of us, after reaching a goal, once that starts to fade away, we're left with that now what feeling. So no matter what stage you are right now, whether you're in the process of reaching a goal, getting ready to start your new goal, 
make sure that you're loving the grind. Make sure you're enjoying the process. Make sure you're not forcing yourself to the gym. Make sure you're not forcing yourself to eat healthy because if you're not enjoying the process, then your chances of quitting are going to increase. When once you reach your goal, you want to feel fulfilled. You want to be proud of yourself. You don't want to be left with that now what feeling. That's all I have for you guys today. But before I go, I do want to make three recommendations from three different people that I continue to absorb knowledge from. And I think that it can be a big help to anyone out there. So depending on what I'm feeling, uh, what my mood is, what I'm going through that day, the first one is Jay Shetty. I listen to his podcast a lot. Uh, Very spiritual, uh, on purpose by Jay Shetty. He was a former monk. And the second one is Huberman Lab by Dr. Andrew Huberman. He's a scientist. So a lot of his podcasts are very factual. I really, really like that. And the third one is Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas, I watch him more on YouTube. In my opinion, he's the number one motivational speaker. I listen to him a lot when I'm on my way to the gym because he he sounds like a coach. And, you know, he tells you things how it is. You know, he's not going to sugarcoat anything. And sometimes I just need that. I don't, you know, I don't need someone telling me that everything I'm doing is okay. And he's that guy. So uh, Jay Shetty, Dr. Andrew Huberman, and Eric Thomas. Go check them out. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I enjoy all of the support. I really, really appreciate you guys so much. If you enjoyed our show, give us a like, a review, a download, and save this for later. I'll catch you guys next Monday. Until then, this is your boy Gabe. Hope you guys have a blessed day. I'm out.